It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, we're going to treat today and tomorrow uh, pretty much like open line Fridays because then I'm stepping out for Christmas and want to be able to spend time with you guys. Uh, As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Text that to the number 33777. Even when I'm out, you'll be able to... um, get uh, the daily emails and um, things. So there won't be show notes, obviously, after tomorrow. Um, But I I do want to stay in touch with you, and you can follow me on social media, particularly Instagram, as we're out. Now, uh, it's... (laughs) Okay, this is... I actually... I need to start this hour with with Craig because I was going to head in this direction uh, anyway. And... um, He's asking a question about it, so this is perfect. Uh, unplanned. Craig, you, 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 I had no knowledge you were calling in. I do not know you, but I'm glad you called because I was going to talk about this anyway. So uh, raise your topics. Oh, yeah. Hey, Eric, I just want to remind you, too, that you and your wife and our prayers. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I really just want to get your take on this potential acquisition of U.S. Bill by Nippon. In light of a new movie that recently came out on Netflix called Leave the World Behind. And my wife and I, mistake, I mistakenly, we had no advance. Okay. Uh, your your no, cell phone's breaking up a little bit there, Craig. Okay. Here we go. Um, you no, know, it, it's, uh, I, I, so I, I get the gist. I, I don't, I can, under, I don't know the callers can understand you. I guess you're. You're in a bad cell or something, but I, I, I know where this is headed, and so appreciate it. Uh, Nippon Steel uh, is buying uh, U.S. Steel, and there's this movie I produced. This is Barack Obama's first big production for Netflix. Uh, Leave the World Behind. It stars Julia Roberts, uh, Mars Shala Ali, Ethan Hawke, um, Kevin Bacon, uh, and I, I can it, essentially, um, it is a dystopian, dystopian feature, uh, about the end of the United States and a breakdown of society. It's not a surprise that, uh, Barack Obama would produce, this sort of movie, that this is what he wanted to be tied to. Let me give you the the ending here. Um, there is uh, one of the characters' name is George. This tells you everything you need to know. George is convinced an unnamed enemy is attempting to dismember the United States using a three-stage military maneuver he had analyzed earlier to isolate civilization by disabling all forms of transportation and communication to establish chaos with covert attacks and disinformation. And finally to allow 
the confused populace to mutiny within themselves, effectively finishing the work for the enemy. At the end of the movie, New York City is bombed. There are nuclear attacks around the country and people hang out in a bunker watching Friends. Yeah, it is an apocalyptic end-of-the-world thriller. Now, this comes at a time that um, Nippon Steel is buying uh, U.S. Steel. I wouldn't read too much into that. The fact of the matter is that uh, American industrial policy towards steel has been bad, and uh, unions have caused all sorts of problems in these companies and driven up costs and made it very unprofitable. And while I'm a little bit concerned about foreign powers buying uh, steel producers in this country, as long as the steel is being produced in this country, they're not shutting down the plants, we can still get the steel, and maybe the Japanese can run it more efficiently than the uh, U.S. steel workers can run it efficiently, and that's not a bad thing. Now, the larger point is this movie. I'm not surprised that Barack Obama would get behind a... Uh, movie like Leave the World Behind. I haven't seen it. I know what it's about. I've read the synopsis. Um, and it is a, a an apocalyptic end of the United States based on disinformation and divisions where the country turns within. Here's the problem with a lot of this stuff is the the powers that be, including Barack Obama, they have never wanted to accept any of the blame. It's always someone else. Barack Obama told his supporters they needed to be the people who took guns to knife fights. Barack Obama told Hispanic voters the Republicans were their enemy. Barack Obama set up a White House office where you could turn in your neighbors if you thought they were lying about Obamacare. You could forward their emails and group text messages and chains and stuff to this White House office. Turn in your neighbors for lying about Obama's agenda. Barack Obama did these things. This isn't an exaggeration. He did these things. Barack Obama exploited the divisions in the country. And he's always gotten a pass because the media is largely on his side. And so it's no coincidence that the media as well is always blaming Republicans. The media never accepts blame for its own lies. The media tells lots of lies. The elite in this country who lean to the left tell a lot of lies. But then they attack the other side. They attack everyone else. And they never, ever want to hold themselves accountable. They never, ever want to uh, acknowledge that they were wrong. They never, ever, ever want to admit that perhaps they didn't get something right. Uh, Josh Howerton is a pastor. I don't know him well, but I really like the guy. He's a senior pastor at Lake Point Church um, and... He put up a thread a while back about Christians and conspiracy theories. He said, for example, pre-2003, it was a conspiracy to believe that the NSA was spying on the American populace. But in fact, uh, we now know from leaks at Verizon that the National Security Agency 
uh, was over broadly spying on Americans and the NSA paid Silicon Valley millions to spy on taxpayers. President Trump claims he was spied on during his administration and campaign, and it turns out it actually was true, and the Durham investigation showed that. Remember, the press told us that Hunter Biden's laptop was a conspiracy theory and Russian disinformation, but it turned out to be true. We were told that COVID leaking from the lab in Wuhan was a conspiracy theory, but it turned out that that more likely than not was true. The original speculation was that the FBI might have had something to do with the plot against Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, it was a far-right conspiracy theory, but actually turns out that there were ties into the FBI. There were certainly people who did wrong and broke the law who were going to jail, but the FBI seems to have had its its hand in stirring up this right-wing antagonistic sentiment. Let's not forget the back and forth on masks. or National Institutes of Health funding gain-of-function research of COVID. Um, or, you know, remember all the, 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 the P-tape allegations against Donald Trump that turned out not to be true and the media running with all of these allegations. There are lots of things out there that aren't true, but there have been lots of things in the past uh, five, six years that the media told us weren't true that turned out to be true. So, uh, people of faith, Josh Howerton, the pastor's point was um, don't be gullible, don't rush to believe conspiracy theories without evidence, but also understand that a lot of times the elite tell us things aren't true that are true. And the elite never have to say you're sorry. The media never has to say it's sorry. Uh, the Democrats never have to say they're sorry. So Barack Obama can produce this leave the world behind movie that is a dystopian, apocalyptic, end-of-the-world scenario that is based on distrust and disinformation and, and people sowing discord in this country, and he never has to accept culpability for it. Barack Obama's administration literally sued nuns to force them to pay for abortions. Do you have any idea how radicalizing that is to a lot of people in the country? That they would sue nuns to force the nuns to pay for abortions. It was Barack Obama's administration that began telling us that boys can become girls and should take up residence in girls' bathrooms, even while still being boys with boy parts and having boy hormones that can cause them to do boy things in those bathrooms when they see naked girls. It's Barack Obama who did these things. It's the left that does this stuff. It's the left that willfully discriminated against Asian students at Harvard. And now, by the way, there's a report out that Harvard is discriminating against Jewish students wanting to limit their numbers on campus at Harvard. And they never have to say they're sorry. They never have to say they got it wrong. They can produce a, a, docu they are a movie for Netflix showing dystopian disinformation destroying the world and never have to admit they were part of it, never have to admit they provoked it, never have to admit their liability in it. They can always, it's some other nefarious people. It's the Republicans. It's the white nationalists. It's the former members of the military who can't be trusted doing the bidding of others. No, it's you people too. In all of these conversations about the right and the left and all the people, like, I can't believe anyone would vote for Donald Trump. It is not Donald Trump supporters marching on Harvard calling for death of the Jews. It's Barack Obama's and, and Joe Biden supporters who are doing that. 
I find the extremes of both parties contemptible at this point. I am a conservative who believes in limited government and free markets and free people. I want a government that is small enough it can be drowned in the bathtub. I am not a populist. I do not want big government. I think the problem for the right these days is they want to weaponize the government to go after the left, but there's no such thing as permanence in American politics. And the moment you start setting the precedence to weaponize the government to go after the other side, they'll turn on you. And if you don't believe me, look at how Donald Trump deployed the government when he was in office based on the precedent set by Barack Obama, who sued nuns. These things don't happen in a vacuum. There are so many Americans who are so disgusted with both sides. And neither side wants to admit culpability, blame, responsibility, take responsibility, or acknowledge they might have gotten something wrong. You're going to see a lot of Americans sit out 2024, and the parties will play to the fringes of their base to try to generate turnout. My fear is that there are more on the left than on the right. But the bottom line is this. I'm not surprised Barack Obama would stand behind and produce a movie that blames disinformation while never suggesting at all, as far as I can tell from the reads on this movie, that people like him were complicit. They want to rewrite a narrative advanced by Hollywood that makes the other side the bad guy. There are a heck of a lot of bad guys on that side. In fact, I would say as many, if not more. But never look for the media or Hollywood to ever say, hey, maybe we should have some reflection and humility on our side. Lord, no, you're not going to do that with the left. They're just going to keep blaming everybody else. But it was the left that sued nuns to try to force them to pay for abortions. And you should never forget that level of extremism or that boys should be able to compete against girls in girls' sports. If you don't think those are radicalizing to a lot of people, you haven't been paying attention. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Let's just stick with this theme before I get to other phone calls. Let me go to Charlie next. Welcome, Charlie. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Eric? Good. Good. So I actually recently saw the movie that Leave the World Behind. Uh-huh. And what really struck out to me was not only that, you know, the government's basically giving us a blueprint of what they're about to do, but the racism behind it was just blatantly obvious. Like they didn't try to hide it from either side whatsoever, from Julia Roberts' character, uh, nor the the daughter um, mm-hmm. of the guy. So it's just, I just found it odd that it was so, I mean, it was just blatant. Right. So, you know, this is, I think, um, it's Barack Obama moving in, and, and what we're seeing now is, is as much as progressives have said the right is trying to create its own culture uh, and trying to create its own content, and you see like the Daily Wire and others doing that, this is Barack Obama doing this for the left. And it's, it's virtue signal. There's no subtlety in this sort of stuff because there's not a lot of subtlety in progressivism anymore. And they they're they're totally happy to make us versus them films, and uh, in the same way that they claim that the right is, 
and they're playing to their audience. And of course, Netflix is run by a bunch of good progressives, and they're happy to put stuff like this out uh, and and have progressives embrace it. Netflix will put a lot of stuff out, even stuff people on the right will embrace. But stuff like this, yeah, they're totally happy to do it because it comes with some virtue signaling. There was a time in the country where people on all sides would gather around the TV and watch the same thing. I think, honestly, Game of Thrones was probably the last time you had a cultural phenomenon like that where so many people across walks of life would would watch. And now you've got conservatives watching one thing, progressives watching another thing. People in the middle are like, this is all trash. Let me watch reruns. But Obama will participate in creating this sort of cultural content for people on the left. 877-973-7425 is the number. When we come back, I I, want to take more of your phone calls, but we've also got to get more into the Biden stuff. I don't know if you all heard the FBI has caught uh, Joe Biden's brother uh, on a on uh, listening in on him and uh, Joe Biden's brother, you know, as much as conservatives find the Hunter Biden stuff salacious, Joe Biden's brothers, uh, the allegations against him are actually, uh, far more substantive and serious, but less directly tied to the president because of his brother. But it is absolutely clear that his brother has profited off Joe Biden and his family's ties. It's kind of remarkable stuff to see this happening and also largely to see much of the mainstream media just totally ignoring the the stuff from Joe Biden's um, family beyond Hunter, and they're just dismissive of the Hunter stuff. Um, There's more on that, but also your phone calls when we come back and young voters are checking out. And the interesting thing about young voters is the divide on the checkout. Half of them are checking out because they don't think Biden is too progressive enough, and half of them are checking out because they think he's too progressive. Um, the, the wild votes of Gen Z, it's it's just it's boggling my mind. I got some thoughts on it and the data, but I'll take your phone calls as well. When we come back nationwide, it's Eric Erickson here, 877-973-7425. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let me go jump to another phone call here. Saeed, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Great. What's going on? Okay, I'm confused because maybe you can clear this out. Uh, uh, Giuliani is being accused of ruining these two ladies' lives and they're asking for $47 million. So Donald Trump, the first four years of his presidency, they've been accusing him for so many wrong things and they've been proved that, that Russia was wrong, that Russia hoax, Russia collusion was wrong. So why no judge or nobody goes after what they done to him? What's oh, the difference? Uh, one, um, who has he sued anybody? Okay. Um, that's one. So he he hasn't. But uh, so Giuliani got sued. Trump hasn't sued anybody on those claims. Uh, but then the other issue is is defamation law in the United States. There's a uh, public person uh, bar for most defamation lawsuits. So if you're a person in the public eye, particularly an elected politician in the United States, the defamation standard is higher for you to overcome than it is for a private citizen. So 
If Rudy right. Giuliani went out and he said it was Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, who did what he accused Ruby Freeman of doing, Brian Kemp would not be able to sue Rudy Giuliani because he's a public figure. But Ruby Freeman is a private citizen who was not in the public eye. So the standard is is it's easier for her to sue to say she's a private citizen. Got it. Thank that's, you. Yep, that's it. Um, but also Donald Trump didn't file suit um, on these claims. Now, the other issue is um, so there's a malice exception. If you're the, the standard is if you're a if you're a private citizen and someone says something about you publicly that is not true, you can sue for defamation, for slander, for libel. Uh, if you're a public figure, when someone says something about you, they've got to say it with malice. And the standard for malice is essentially they knew it wasn't true and they intended to say it to hurt you. Now, every single one of you can say, but they knew, they knew. No, 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 no. Hang on here. So let's use BuzzFeed, which produced the, um, that printed the Steele dossier. BuzzFeed got it from a source. Those sources were malicious liars. BuzzFeed prints it. BuzzFeed isn't the malicious liar who came up with it. They're a step removed from it. And they're on the media, and it's a relevant um, piece of information that people were talking about. So whether you like it or not, and that's the key here, people, don't be mad at me for telling you what the law is. Whether you like it or not, BuzzFeed didn't engage in defamation. Whoever concocted the Steele dossier engaged in defamation. And Trump could sue, I think, those people because I do believe it was malicious. But again, if you have a source come forward and that source says X, Y, and Z, and it's not true, you, the regurgitator of what the source said, are not guilty of defamation of a public figure. All you did was say, this source told me X, Y, and Z. The source may be guilty, but you're not. It's not really cut and dry, except for a private citizen who is not in the public eye. If I accuse X of doing bad things, and I'm not telling the truth, and X is not an elected official, not a judge, not a cele Hollywood celebrity, not a talk radio show host of National Prophecy, X can come after me and hold me liable. That's It's a standard of consequence in this country. So Rudy Giuliani said these things about Ruby Freeman and her daughter. They were not true, and they're not public officials. They're just election workers. They happen to work counting votes. Nobody knew who they were until they were they were outed and shamed and blamed. They're private citizens. Therefore, the standard for defamation is less than it is for a public figure like Donald Trump, who said all sorts of awful stuff said about him. But because he's a public figure, the media, the the, the judiciary essentially says you gotta you gotta suck it up and take it. People criticize their public officials all the time. Uh, in fact, you know, it's been a long time since I played this audio. You want to talk about defamation and the stuff bad people say? Um, this is the all of the stuff that you're going to hear this. This is, was turned into a campaign ad by Reason Magazine. You're going to hear all of the slanderous statements John Adams supporters said 
about Thomas Jefferson. And then you're going to hear this sad is paid for by John Adams because blah, 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 blah. When you get to that point, that's all the bad stuff John Adams himself said about Thomas Jefferson. And none of it is defamation because Thomas Jefferson was the Secretary of State and a public official. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. That's literally, those are John Adams' words about Thomas Jefferson in the election of 1800. That's actually what John Adams said in the newspapers about Thomas Jefferson and what Adams' supporters said about Thomas Jefferson. That is word for word, no exaggeration, any of it, including that he was the the, the half-bred son of an Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes. That is exactly what John Adams said about Thomas Jefferson. And, of course, Jefferson said pretty much the same stuff about John Adams, but they were public figures. They weren't allowed to sue each other. It's the defamation laws of the United States. Um, I, I mean, it, it's it, it, here, here by the, just for, for the interests of fairness and balance, this is what Thomas Jefferson supporters said about Adams. And then again, when it says I'm Thomas Jefferson, blah, 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 then those are actually Jefferson's words. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. (laughs) Those are the actual words that Thomas Jefferson said, not his supporters, but Thomas Jefferson said about John Adams. What's remarkable is that at the end of their lives, those two men reacquainted and became friends again, but... The libel slander standard in this country for public public officials is is very high. So, um, a buddy of mine who's a federal judge just texted me and reminded me it's, it's the the Falwell case against Hustler. Um, Falwell was a prominent citizen. Hustler made uh, inappropriate allegations against Falwell. No one really believed it, uh, but Falwell sued in the Supreme Court. Said again, I'm, I'm public 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 standard. You're a celebrity. You may not be an elected official, but because you're a celebrity. Um, you got to put up with people saying not nice things about you in the public eye. And unless they're malicious in doing so, uh, they get away with it. And you may not like it, but um, the perks of being a celebrity are, well, people can say bad things about you and there's nothing you can do. Uh, Gary, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Gary? Well, I don't hear Gary. All right, Gary, we're going to let you go there. Sorry. Um, now, let me let me move back into this New York Post story. The FBI secretly taped James Biden as it probed an attorney who paid $100,000 to his consulting firm. This is from the New York Post. James Biden was secretly recorded by the FBI during a bribery investigation into a Mississippi trial attorney. 
the trial attorney shelled out $100,000 to his consulting firm in the late 90s. Richard Scruggs, the trial attorney, hired James and Sarah Biden's D.C. consulting firm while seeking to gin up support for tobacco legislation being contemplated by Congress in 1998. Neither James, age 74, nor his brother, President Biden, 81, were implicated in any major criminal wrongdoing in the case. But the revelation comes amid an impeachment probe into the alleged influence peddling by the president's family members. I probably wouldn't have hired him if he wasn't the senator's brother, Scruggs told the Washington Post. James was never untoward about his influence. He didn't brag about it or talk about it. He didn't have to. He was the man's brother. Scruggs, who was later sent to prison over a separate bribery scheme, had been closing in on a deal to push the tobacco companies to cough up billions of dollars in a lawsuit alleging they withheld information that their products were addictive. Seeking some $368 billion, Scruggs needed Congress to waive antitrust provisions as part of a settlement deal. Joe Biden in 97 initially said he had not yet been convinced the settlement was a good deal. Despite initially being reluctant, Biden, who sat on the Judiciary Committee, ultimately became one of its most significant backers. The bill failed to clear Congress. Biden at the time cited an intense campaign by the tobacco industry that he claimed swayed Republicans. While seeking support from the senator, Scruggs made multiple $10,000 payments to Lion Hall, James and Sarah Biden's consulting firm. Scruggs was unsure if James convinced his brother to back the bill, but told the Washington Post, I hope he did. The lawyer for James Biden was adamant that his work has never involved speaking with or providing access to his brother. Really? Really? The James Biden allegations are, I think, probably more significant than the allegations against Hunter Biden as far as being tied to Joe. But all of it still, really, the Biden family just doesn't look that on the up and up. And that, my friends, is why the Trump indictments and possible convictions may not matter as much. And I don't know that Democrats understand this as much as they should. Republicans in the primary, I think, can be accused of hoping external events would take out Donald Trump. When you look at Nikki Haley or DeSantis's campaigns, they've never really aggressively gone after Trump. DeSantis has stepped it up more recently. He's sustained it and increased it, but it took a while. And Haley hasn't really done it a lot either. They, they've done it at the periphery, unlike, for example, Chris Christie, who just throws haymakers every day. They're waiting for external events. Those external events haven't seemed to come. I think the Democrats are at risk of doing the same thing. The Democrats seem to think that external events can stop Donald Trump, and they've manufactured those external events in the form of indictments and other lawsuits against Trump, his family, their fortunes. I don't know that they should be planning on external events taking out Donald Trump for this reason. When you look at the allegations against Hunter Biden, James Biden, the Biden family, the Biden family cashing in on Washington, D.C., I think most voters think all these people are corrupt. And it's just that the Bidens are in charge, and so they get to try to get Trump's scalp. And I think the voters look on all of this very cynically. And I'm not persuaded. I know the data suggests that if Donald Trump is convicted of any one of these crimes, that he will be blown out of the water like Mondale against Reagan in 84. I'm not actually convinced that that's so even though that's what the data right now shows, because I think a lot of voters will ultimately conclude they're all corrupt. Who's going to actually fix my 401k? Not Joe Biden. That's who they blame him for. So for Democrats relying on external events to cost Donald Trump an election, 
Y'all better come up with some better arguments other than he's been convicted or indicted or corrupt because I think most American voters think most people in Washington, D.C. are as corrupt as they think Donald Trump might be. You got to have better arguments than what you got, Democrats. I think that's a lesson to take away from the Republican primaries as well. You want to stop Donald Trump? Don't rely on other people to do it. You got to manufacture some credible argument against him that actually persuades voters. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, well, it's too late in the day. I want to talk about what I find to be one of the more ridiculous stories of the day. I have not seen the Marvels, nor have I seen Wonka. Wonka, the movie about Willy Wonka and how he started his chocolate company and discovered the Oompa Loompas and all that stuff, um, it's opened this weekend at uh, $39 million. And the Wokes are upset that it's being called a box office success with an opening weekend of $39 million uh, when you compare it to the Marvels. And, you know, the Marvels is a black female director with a largely all-female cast. And the Woke intersectionalists of America are like, I don't understand why people don't think it was a good movie other than they're sexist. Look at Wonka. It only had 39. Here's a problem. Uh, So... The Marvels have a budget, had a movie budget of $275 million. And after four weeks at the box office, only made $80 million in the U.S. and combined globally $190 million. It's not going to break even at the box office. Wonka had a $125 million budget and in its first weekend made $39 million dollars and probably has legs. It's getting good feedback. It's getting good reviews. Um, There's high interest in seeing it. The interest in seeing the Marvels fell off a cliff after the first week. Interest in seeing Wonka has gone up from the first week. And yet these people are looking at it. It reminds me of the Ghostbusters reboot, the all-female cast. And Sony, uh, which produced it, and others latched onto a scheme of essentially attacking anyone who criticized the movie as not funny as sexist. And they're doing the same thing with the Marvels. If you've got to accuse people of being sexist for not wanting to see your movie, it might actually be you, not the people. The free market can reveal a lot. And when people in the marketplace who don't have guns to their head decide, you know what, I think I'm not going to go see this movie. I'm going to go see something else. Y'all, that tells you the movie's not good. This this move among people to criticize and and not try to understand that there are movies people don't want. It's like this Netflix movie that Barack Obama and them ha- have done. It's, it's a blatantly partisan movie designed to make uh, the people who aren't Barack Obama supporters look bad. And it will get traction in Netflix. And what you're not going to hear about is how many people actually watched it. How many people actually watched it? It was safe for Barack Obama to release it on Netflix instead of at the box office. Because if it was at the box office, it probably would have not generated a massive box office draw. And so Barack Obama will get bad headlines. Instead, Netflix can come out and say, oh, tons of people streamed it and it'll get positive headlines. But they're not actually going to tell you the numbers. They're not actually going to tell you the numbers. I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of the in-your-face Christian movies where there's always some woman who's got to pray to Jesus, and that's the major plot twist where all of a sudden, the end of the movie, they come to Jesus and everybody's happy because that grandmother was on her knees praying to Jesus. 
who had multiple syllables in his name beyond two. And I just I don't like the in-your-face conservative movies of of it, it's it, the progressives are the bad guys and it's conservatives. I just want to be entertained at a movie. It's like the politicization of beer. I don't want a po- political beer. I just want a beer. I, I don't need a political movie. I don't want a political TV show. I understand that most of the people in Hollywood don't share my values, but I don't want to be preached at and lectured to when I watch a movie. I want to be entertained. I, I just I don't understand why people in 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 movies and TV shows don't understand that. I I don't need your preaching. I don't need your sermons about one side or the other is bad. I just want to be entertained. In an entertaining world, there are good and bad people on both sides and keeping politics out of it. We're all better off by you keeping politics out of it. I don't want your political beer. I don't want your political TV show. I don't want your political movie. I certainly don't want woke nonsense. Um, Just give me something that makes me laugh, makes me think, um, keeps me entertained. And Hollywood, if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. And the Marvels was not a good movie. No, I didn't see it, but I don't know a person. I know a lot of people who went to see it, and they all thought it was just a bit too much overdone, and people are tired of the Marvel superhero movies at this point. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.